If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm too tired to chew. Can you make that pie into a shake? It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. So we'll talk about the fact that 7 in 10 Americans would rather have a drinkable dessert in just a second. We've been talking for a while about, I don't follow the the golf on TV like Joe does, but Phil Mickelson's one of the biggest stars in the history of golf, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And there's a new book out about him that says he lost. He's got, he's got a gambling. I was going to say problem. It's not a problem if you can afford it. I would call it a problem, but I think there's better things you could do with your money, but it's none of my business. He lost $40 million gambling between 2010 and 2014. That's average $10 million a year over four years. $40 million gambling. That's uh, some serious, serious gambling right there. But also in the book, it talks about how he used to gamble with the announcer uh mccord oh gary mccord gary mccord Mm -hmm. during tournaments wow (laughs) i'll read it here um when i was in the tv tower every time phil got to my hole this is the announcer mccord bones his caddy would look up at me and i would flash the odds if phil had a 15 footer i'd flash three fingers which meant the odds were three to one if he was 60 feet i'd give him two to one on a two putt Bones would go down and whisper in his ear, and Phil would look up at me and either shake his head yes or no, and they would adjust the odds back and forth. There's like a pitcher and a catcher. Wow. Until they came to an agreement, and then and then he would, you know, putt <laughs> and win or lose, and if Phil Mickison won, then this McCord announcer would take wadded up 20s and throw them out the window that the caddy would then pick up, I guess. <sighs> wow. Until they came around again the next time. Well, worth mentioning here probably that Bones, uh, who's one of the most famous caddies in the history of professional golf, uh, he and Phil split for reasons that were vague and kind of, well, we felt it was time for a change, blah, blah, blah. Phil owed him an S-load of money. Oh, really? 
was having cash flow problems. And this is a guy who's made hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, th- well okay, then then we're back to it's okay to say it's a problem. If you've got cash flow problems and you lost $40 million, it is a problem. Boy, do you want to hear the rumor that nobody in the golf world is willing to say out loud? Although I, I have some connections to people with connections in the big-time golf world. Uh, the the thing that nobody's saying is the lovely Mrs. Mickelson gambles like a fiend. Oh, really? It ain't just Phil. Wow, yeah, what a, a weird couple where there's allegedly. no where there's no breaks. Usually, you got one spouse trying to put breaks on this behavior. If both of you were gambling like that, again, this is not personal knowledge, but these are people who I there's their judgment I trust. I've got the obvious question on this in a second, but um, also from the book. McCord said that CBS caught on to the fact that and told him that he was no longer allowed to gamble with Phil while in the tower. (laughs) That seems like a reasonable policy. Well, how come I haven't heard this brought up? Why is Pete Rose banned for life from baseball? Because if you ever end up with a situation where somebody's throwing the game, the whole thing falls apart. Nobody trusts it anymore. Has anybody hinted at all that Phil yanked a putt because he had so much money on something has anybody oh, brought that, that up he ever all? bet against himself in effect Somebody no i've never was, heard that i haven't heard it either but why not i mean if you're a guy who's gambling you've lost i don't know how much he was gambling he lost 40 million you got to assume he won some of the time so he might have gambled a hundred million over that period of time and lost 40 um he, he gamblers that's one of the bad things about gambling problems is you get yourself into situations where you start doing untoward things well that's exactly who was that what was the name of that uh gangster that mobster maybe young alex knows who who uh he got busted and he came clean and he's gone around lecturing colleges about sports betting and how uh players get into trouble amateur athletes in particular college athletes they'll be betters they'll be into sports gambling and they'll get down and they'll get even further down they'll owe the bookie a bunch of money right and the bookie says hey uh, i got a way for you to quickly make your money back yeah and it's how, uh, shaving points how come nobody has brought that up about a possibility with phil that if he was Maybe having because there's no sign or evidence of it you know the obvious answer but if you're having cash flow problems and you're betting that kind of money at some point, you weren't down like $5 million to somebody, and, and, and somebody comes to you and says, you know, if you finish third instead of first or second, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's an interesting question. And you're thinking, the- I'm not going to win. What's the difference between second and third? I don't need the prize money. All you got to do is yank one into the, the parking lot. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I just, I've never even heard that allegation, and I would have heard it if it was out there. Um, that's not a crazy question to ask. It's 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 interesting. It's never come up, but it's never come up. Well, it'd be really hard to know in golf more than practically anywhere else. Because yeah, I'm not aware of all the propositions in golf. It's usually about who's going to win. Because great players can make a bad shot as opposed to, you know, dropping a fly ball or something like that, which is pretty right. overt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting question. Uh, so this this new book, I saw a long interview with the author of it uh, last night on the Golf Channel, and it was really, There's a really channel? interesting. There's a channel just for golf? <laughs> Thank God. It's the best channel there is. <laughs> and and it was, it was interesting. Phil is a very complicated human being. Enormously talented, charming, generous, kind in many ways. Also manipulative selfish mean and vindictive 
Uh, all those things. Well, he, he's clearly, I would think, clearly a gambling addict. And if you're an addict, you have a lot of those personality traits. Sure, yeah. Well, he reminds me of a lot of the all-time greats in sports. Uh, the, the, that sort of surpassing greatness doesn't often go with a mellow and agreeable personality. No, and uh, this doesn't get mentioned enough about anybody that rises to excellence. Even if you were given the talent, here's a pill, you'll have Phil Mickelson's golfing talent or this person's guitar talent or whatever. But here's the number of hours you have to put in. You'd say, I'm not making that deal. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend that much time on playing golf. No. Most people wouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, even even if you think you're an avid golfer, I mean, just everything else in your life goes away. Uh, but, well, right. Or at least to some extent. I'm thinking yeah. to of a large uh, extent. Charlie Parker practiced 11 hours a day. The reason I bring oh. this up is it's a um, it's a thing on YouTube right now. It's kind of a fu- funny video to watch. People try to practice their instrument for 11 hours, and then they like time compress it and talk about what it's like. And it's really yeah. pretty interesting. <laughs> on how yeah, I'll bet just, it is. And now you're just like you're you're starting to hate yourself, and then you're starting to feel sick, and then the pain's involved with various things. But then at the end, and I'm, I'll bet this is true for golf or practicing practically anything else. Late into the 11 hours of practicing, and by the way, they do this one time as opposed to every day for months or years, um, but they do it one time. By the end, it's like they go past a level that they ever believed was even possible, where they're like, they're not even thinking, and their mind is just taking over, and their body is doing things they didn't know they could do. Something which happens. Which is the idea. Yeah. Which is the idea with the very, very best ever of you know musical instrument, golf, whatever you're talking about, shooting free throws. Um, but most of us will never, ever do that once, let alone every single day. Yeah. Interesting. Really fascinating. There's some funny videos out there of people trying to practice their saxophone for 11 straight hours. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. You know, we ought to, I don't know if today is the day to discuss it or what, but I've been struggling with this thing. And I think if we jabber about it, maybe people write emails and such. But, um, you know, I've got the, my kids are grown up now and I still, uh, you know, help them as I can. And I'm still involved in their lives and I love them very much, but I don't have the rigors of parenthood, uh, the time uh, to spend anymore, honestly. Um, and, and I'm trying to figure out at this point, our careers are, you know, going in autopilot, lovely fashion. Autopilot, and, going through the motions. Uh, more or less. Um, no, and we spend a fair amount of time on getting this crap ready. I know it's surprising, but but I do have some time I could do something else with. And uh, there's, there's part of me that wants to write, for instance, um, which is something I've always enjoyed and done pretty well. But Dear so-and-so. No, no, like uh, articles, editorials, oh, okay. that sort of thing. Even fiction, I don't know. Uh, but I keep thinking, what the hell's the point? <laughs> nobody nobody needs it. Nobody wants it. I come across, if, if I spend any time, I could come across 20 brilliant pieces of opinion writing available online, various outlets, uh, every single freaking day. More than anybody could read or comprehend. Who needs more? <laughs> I think you've got to be driven to do that, that the point doesn't make any difference. As Hemingway said, a, a writer writes for himself and others. You, you've got to be driven to do it. That's why you're doing it. Yeah. You well, can't I think, not do it. <clears throat> well, I can't not do this, I think. I'm trying to be honest about that. Uh, we crank out a lot of content. Um. And I just don't, I don't feel driven to crank out more. But so I guess, I don't know, charity, mentoring, uh, gardening. I don't know. I had, um, I had a free five minutes at one point last week and I sat there and I thought this is kind of nice, but it went by very quickly. And then, so I haven't, I haven't thought about that much. That five minutes I had free last week was delightful, but, uh, once it was over. Well, okay. See, here's, here's the opposite problem. I love just sitting and watching nature. What's wrong with that? I, I joke about uh, watching the squirrels cavort, but I love it. Make watching that birds thing. come What's and go, leaves falling from the trees. I just find it magical. Um, I recommend gardening. I've, just saying, I love gardening. It, it's very satisfying, isn't it, Michael? You yeah, I mean, plant since you like it nature, grows, you it plant flourishes. something, yeah, it, it's great. Why don't you just go to the store and buy it? Yeah. What? What? Um, anyway, uh, but then I think, all right, this is not productive. You only get one trip around the planet. You got to produce. You got to do something worthwhile. You got to, you know, you, I don't know, leave a legacy. Blah blah blah. I don't know. 
or or is it or i wish god almighty would come down look i only want one piece of advice god it's this when i'm sitting there watching your creation go by and being filled with wonder is that a good use of time or is that a waste of time because <laughs> i don't know right i think you're uh you're you're spiritually fit to like uh meditating type of uh, buddhist monk type people would say that that is a perfectly reasonable use of your time um, I don't know that that's true or that it feels that way. I don't know. Maybe Buddhist monks are just lazy. I'm in the busy all the time period of my life, but I know that it's going to be over at some point, And I think about it all the time. I look at old people and I know this is weird, but I see old people and I think, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What, what makes you even put on your pants and your shoes? I'll see some old guy, you know, shuffling around the target, buying something or whatever. And I just <laughs> what, think, I'm supposed to lie there shoeless? What kind of question is that? I just don't even understand Unpanted? what. I should ask my dad, I guess. I mean, just what 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 motivates you to like wash yourself? I'm not sure what the motive. I mean, I've got responsibilities every single day. I've that's it's its own inertia. Well, yeah. Number one, you'd starve to death if you don't go to the store and get food, and you'd be all itchy and gross if you didn't wash yourself. Okay, I'm maybe, using a lot of soap. Maybe those there aren't. There you the, go. Maybe those aren't the best examples. But why would you read a book? Why would because you want to get smarter so you the can joy what? of being alive. I don't know. Well, the that's joy of learning. I think that's what I'm missing there. I don't okay. get the joy of just being alive. I think there's got to be like a point or something, or a goal, or a a paycheck at the end of it, or something. I don't know. Well, you read and listen to podcasts fanatically. Is that all for this show? Or I is think it... it might be. I wonder if I would do that if I didn't have the show. That's what I wonder. Maybe I'll be pleasantly huh. surprised. Well, keep it up. I mean, I'm not discouraging it. I just, I don't know. Maybe this is just a period of it. I remember I was, as a young guy, I was just about to graduate from college, Gladys. And I had this period of what's that? What the hell's the point in all this and trying to achieve and blah blah blah? And it, it was a very short period in my life, but then I found my footing and thought, all right, number one, I don't want to be poor. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, maybe this is temporary. I don't know. Well, here's what I hope happens, and I think I've talked about this before, but there's a paragraph in the book Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf in which the character. Peter, who's in his 50s, which is considered old at the time this book was written in 1925, um, he's talking about how great it is to be old and how the world is not about me anymore. And all those thoughts don't exist. I can just enjoy all the uh, amazing things that happen in the world. Just walking down the street. The, look at that car. Look at that tree. Look at that little boy. Just all the wonders of existence are so fascinating. There's more than you could possibly take in in a single day. And I and mm. I read that and I think I hope that's what it's like to be old. Hmm. You you eliminate the whole. I'm not trying to achieve anything. I'm not trying to be. I am what I am. So thinking about that is useless at this point. Um. Uh. And and just you just enjoy the world as it is i'm hoping that's what happens because right now looking at it from right here i think what the freak is the point like i said of getting out of bed when you're 80 oh being alive well i hope it feels that way doesn't yeah. look that way to me oh i think it is i could just lay there and stare at the ceiling till it's over you know we're the same age we just have very different lives at this point you're 10 years older you're way further down the road you've got two a foot and a half in the grave 10 days oh, older than please me. stop it stop it like to go back to listen to a show when I had a house full of kids and you were talking about your travels and your eatings and drinkings. Wouldn't that be funny to contrast? Yeah. I don't know. Would I enjoy? I don't know. Maybe I'd enjoy that again. I don't know. But does that make any sense to you? That paragraph from the book about the just the, the joys of the world now that it's no longer about you? 
Yes. It, oh, absolutely. It makes sense. Uh, I just I was wondering, as you're uh, saying it, if if I can get there ego wise, I just mm. I like to compete. I like to be in the arena. Obviously, right. look what I do for a living. I, I, I want to change the world for the better. I want to make the ugly less ugly and the good better. But I'm not sure exactly how. There's always booze. Could breed fighting cocks. <laughs> Better, more vicious uh, fighting oh, roosters. Oh, my God. This is a for instance. <laughs> well, we went down road philosophy. I don't think we're going to get to the drinkable desserts. Maybe another time. I haven't had more than one milkshake in a decade. That's I just a, see that as like it's a crying shame. A uh, if you're drinking milkshakes, you're going to be like way heavier than you want to be. I just can't go there. They're good. Yeah, they're good. Hell yeah, they're good. Oh god. <laughs> my life was very low, and then I planted my first bell pepper plant, and now my life is mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's it. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.